Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Summer is over and we are plunging into fall. I don't know where you are or when you were listening to this, but thank you for joining. Don't you don't you feel like, Linda, that something it just seems to happen one day, one particular day. You never know when, but it's you suddenly notice that it's fall. You suddenly notice a, a new slant of light, you know, and things just I don't know. You can't even figure out quite what it is, but you just suddenly feel a little different and it's kind of vibrant and. You become more alive and your mind is clear and you start having inspiration. <laughs> I love the fall. Um, unluckily, you, you have more inspiration. <laughs> oh, man, you should you should be driving behind Richard on a freeway when he gets an idea. <laughs> I can't. My brain and my foot on the pedal don't seem to work together. I always slow down. As soon as he starts thinking, <laughs> and I'm going, please just put it on speed control, please. <laughs> because I'm following behind him sometimes when we take the horses down to St. George. Anyway, I'm just that's well, more than I can't you want to know. Well, go fast in the, with the horses. Well, but you don't have to go 45, honey. Anyway. Um, welcome today. We are going to have a lot of fun. This will be kind of a reflective day and we uh, have a lot to talk about. It was fun to be on the podcast last week from New York City. Let's start there. And then we every once in a while, those you, you long term listeners know we like to just do an episode where we're kind of just reflecting on what we've been doing and what we are doing and what we're hoping to do. And it sort of, you know, connects us and gets us um, thinking about what we have to get done. And and it maybe gives you a little insight into our sometimes crazy lives. All of us have lives that are sometimes a little bit crazy. Maybe ours are a little bit crazy more often than most. <laughs> well, especially if you're home with children, that's crazy. <laughs> and uh we really do love whatever era we've been in, but this one is especially. Fun. This is an interesting one. So we came home last uh, a week ago from from New York, and what a great time we had with the the tennis. We love. I tell you, this woman sitting by me, I may be the tennis player in the family, but Linda's the tennis fan in the family, and we love going to the U.S. Open, partly because when you're done, you just go back into New York and go to a Broadway show <laughs> or, or a museum. Or learn some history. We had a good week. We had three days at the open. We went to three museums and we went to three Broadway shows. That was a lot of fun. We and we had some in. people we loved with us too. We had my brother Chris and his wife Hetty with us for the first half of the week. And then we had Sarah and our oldest daughter and, and her daughter-in-law, Lexi, who is a who is an actress herself and a Broadway aficionado. We had them with us the last, uh, and Noah showed up. Our, our son had business there. So we had a good family week in New York. I'll just tell you about one day. I particularly liked one day and it wasn't one of the tennis days. It was a day when we got up and spent most of the daytime hours in the MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art. And I'm I'm not always a modern art fan. It depends on the mood I'm in. I was in the right mood, Linda. 
Good. I just was walking from room to room thinking, this is weird, but it's very creative. <laughs> it's always creative. It makes you think, why do we do, ever do anything ordinarily? Yeah. I mean, just ordinary. Yeah. We, um, it, it, there's so many creative minds, so many things that uh, people have thought of that you could never think of in your wildest dreams. Creative minds and creative machines, right? There was one huge exhibit right in the in, in the entry. I think it was forty feet high, and it was it was AI, a artificial intelligence. They had fed into the the com computer the computer all of the stuff from the MoMA over the every every exhibit, every painting, everything that had ever been in there, and somehow told AI to create some kind of a moving collage that kept changing forever. So you're watching this incredible thing with, and once in a while you get a little impression of a, a painting or a sculpture. So it's, it's impossible to explain. It, it is impossible to explain, but there it was a huge lobby with people sitting on, on couches all the way around, just looking at it because it's so mesmerizing it just sucked you in it never it i never... sat there for nearly two hours just watching it yes <laughs> well you were out running around to other because it never it's not a loop it, it never it's never the same it no keeps it's never the same changing forever well i was running around trying to find the georgia o'keefe exhibit oh, i was yeah. so excited about it. and then they told me that it left two weeks ago georgia o'keefe is so creative thinking about looking inside of things that you don't usually look inside of i've loved her flowers well, what's her for phrase whole what's life. the phrase so she did an exhibit that was actually called to see takes time oh i love that i love that because how many times have you been through hard times and crazy things happening and then you look back and realize what you learn from that and why that would need to be part of the fabric of your life. And it really was so fascinating. Yeah. I, I love that. To see takes time. I'm always trying to move Linda a little closer to the microphone because I'm worried about your soft voice. People would rather hear you than me, you know? <laughs> anyway, that was the start. I was just going to tell you about that one day that I loved so much because from there, we went over to a restaurant that our son had recommended called Tatiana's. And I have to say, it, it, it's going to get a Michelin star. It was so good. It was amazing. And then from there, we went out to the plaza at Lincoln Center and the opera, an opera was on and we watched it. I mean, on a big screen. Because it was a they, screening. There were a thousand chairs at least at sitting out at the plaza. Yeah. And uh, it was absolutely remarkable because they had the subtitles. Yeah, yeah. And it was fabulous. We just sat and watched that as long as we could before we had to go to the next exciting thing. We did have a lot of fun. Which was a jazz club. And, you know, if you've never been to a jazz club in Manhattan, they are something. And this one, usually they're a, qu a quartet or whatever, but this was 16, 16 pieces. Yeah five saxophones i mean sort of big band jazz. four trombones three of them were women four uh, <laughs> three women trombones <laughs> right it was so great and uh, four trumpets so we had a, a drummer that was fabulous and a bass fiddle uh, a woman who and then, of amazing. course then the leader was also the pianist who must have studied jazz at juilliard or something it was just beyond belief that they could pull that off oh my gosh it was beautiful on uh, new york city i mean 
you know, they they say the city that never sleeps. I, that, that that doesn't capture it. It should be the city where you can find anything and everything. Right. And it, so we had a great week. But we didn't meant that, not to make this a travelogue. That was just where the week started. And then we came home and, man, if we had a good family week because one of our granddaughters, Claire is her name, a beautiful, wonderful, oh, we can't even describe our grandkids. It just takes too many superlatives. But she's off on a humanitarian and proselyting mission for our church. And guess where she's going? <laughs> many of you know, most of you, those of you not familiar, it's, it's kind of a unique phenomenon where these kids say, I'll go for 18 months or two years. And they don't know where they're going. They just they volunteer to they go and put in their they get an assignment from from our church, and they have no idea where it'll be. I, I think we've told you before that boy, do we have some variety with our own nine kids. They went to in order. Let's see if we can do this, Linda. Bulgaria, Romania, England, Spain, Spain. Um, England, uh, England again um brazil uh, brazil right right chile japan and, and england, england again yeah yeah so uh it really is it's an amazing process and we um uh, this girl is is terrific she's um division one volleyball player and had an amazing life but she had a farewell that uh last Sunday, a couple of Sundays ago, but she came to join us. In, she lives in her Arizona. Her was in Arizona, and those of us that live in Utah had seen her, so we brought her up here for a send-off kind of thing, and man, it was so fun. We had so much fun, and we have to mention we also have another granddaughter in Chile uh, having the most crazy time of her life. In, she, in the worst part of Chile, we, the, the high desert, there's nothing grows there. It never rains. <laughs> <laughs> but you know and she, she we're getting she these, loves it we're getting these letters every week they just astonish us because we are learning who that girl really is yeah. inside and she yeah. is magnificent oh, every boy. week is she ever the, you can't even imagine the crazy things that she has happened to her but she always comes out with a smile and with a positive spin on it so but we haven't told you where claire got called that's what we call it called on a mission where she got called to go, and uh, the, well, this is great because you, they get an envelope, they get it now. It's on the computer, but it just comes in, and they read it, and it's this call from the president of the church that we believe is a prophet, and it says, "You are called to labor and work in," and she read it, and it said, "Sydney, Australia." Mandarin speaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. Now, if you wanted to learn Chinese, but you didn't really want to go to China, <laughs> <laughs> what could be better than going to Sydney, one of the most amazing cities in the world? She was so excited, though, because her father and brother both went to Taiwan as missionaries and speak Chinese. And several of our little grandchildren are taking Chinese immersion they're in Chinese immersion and, and so now they can all talk to each other and we're not going to understand a thing they say <laughs> we're not good. oh my gosh you've heard the old one about if you're if you speak three languages you're trilingual if you speak two you're bilingual if you only speak one you're an American <laughs> 
but we uh we're dumb we don't speak <laughs> any other languages but man have we got a lot of languages in our family uh, we, we do total it up i bet we we've do. got we 20 languages we have a lot considering in-laws too but anyway so we have had a pretty amazing experience last night especially because we were with all uh we did the day on wednesday we were with claire and with all the adults in the family who live in utah um, attending your temple together attending the temple and having a dinner but then last night all the kids and all of them had advice and the night before we all were giving advice to claire on how to you know be a good missionary and so on and how to get along away from home and and it was it got a little heavy i'm not sure she could handle it all or assimilate it all but last night the little grandkids her little cousins were giving her advice and the first two i don't know i don't know if you heard them i don't know if you were right there linda but the first little five-year-old said my advice is you should love everyone <laughs> and then the little five-year-old skipped by and said just always think of jesus yeah <laughs> so i think the best advice she got was from her little cousins yeah so um it really is a, we are so blessed to have these kids in our lives and and to have such a um, an amazing group and we have to say that not all of our grandchildren have gone on missions we there are some that have different things that they need to do and ways paths that they that are for them but it, it has been wonderful and don't for a minute get the idea i mean we have to be we have to smile because sometimes someone will come up and say oh your family's so perfect and all kids have no problems and blah 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 <laughs> we, we look at each other and kind of smile because we don't tell them we don't tell the hard bad stuff well, we only tell the good stuff when they come up you think who would have thought of this right this is <laughs> this is absolutely astonishing what should we do now i mean you know there's always the hard parts too yeah anyway so we've had a great week let's take a little break linda and when we come back i'm going to do something i had an idea the other day that i haven't told linda about and i'm going to tell her about it on the air on the podcast and we'll see linda's genuine reaction although it'll probably be a little toned down from her reaction to some of my ideas when we're in private <laughs> so hang on we'll be right back i can't wait i hope you can be there <laughs> Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. Talking about, I don't know what. Well. <laughs> for the second half, I have a surprise. <laughs> well, I was um, I was driving the other day. I was must have been slowing way down. I'm sure. I, I would hate to have idea. been behind you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I... I thought of something that I want to do, and I was going to tell Linda about it last night, and then we got busy and it got late, so I didn't, and I thought, well, I'll just tell her on the podcast, because then if she's really mad or she's really critical of my idea, she'll have to tone it down a little. So, Some, sometimes she just says, oh, no, another idea, <laughs> and, then, and then the next thing is, you can't do that. <laughs> And then he does. So <laughs> no, um, 
it really is funny though, because he just has so many ideas and he's, you have been saying this, like, you want me to tell you this idea, but then we're in the middle of doing a hundred other things and we're running back and forth. Yeah. But just later, let's talk about it later when we have time to talk. And then uh, we now have time to talk about it. So, well, but you have as many, you have many ideas as I do. The difference is yours are usually practical. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I think you might like this. I mean, I, uh, um we well let me let me say this to kind of lead into it we have a a daughter and a daughter-in-law who are in the process of establishing themselves as coaches private coaches and and i i love what they're doing and what they're learning and how they're helping people one-on-one to sort of sort out their priorities in their lives and so on well actually you have to say one of them is actual as a therapist a trained therapist but two others oh are, are i wasn't even coaching. counting the yeah. therapist yeah. yeah that's true so there's really three but um i love that but we we have never ever and maybe to our detriment and maybe it's a mistake but we've never done private counseling we we as you all know we speak a lot and we write a lot so it's it's not the one-on-one stuff it's the you know here's a audience or a church full of people and we'll give them a speech or here's a book and we hope you like it and read it and and um, you know in our church we do a lot of one-on-one things and we enjoy it and Linda's particularly good at it but um, in this situation I you know there's some there there's some we I sometimes find my I'm, I'm trying to explain this in a way that'll make sense Linda but I I sometimes yearn for a smaller group with more interaction, you know, because the problem with giving a speech or a presentation to a lot of people is you you're done and you have a Q and a and so on. And then you go home and they go home and never the twain shall meet. Right. You know? So a little while ago, I did a thing on Marco Polo that was quite interesting. I had about 50 people who had expressed an interest in, in a book that I had done on on happiness and on shifting the paradigm of happiness and so on. And so I was just going on Marco Polo, which many of you know is a social media thing where you can just record and then the people who are in that group can just listen to it or watch it anytime they want and respond with their own little video. And I really enjoyed it, but it was just, it was sort of focused just on that one book and you know, it got over. And I've been working on a new a new book that I haven't told Linda much about yet because I hate to bring it up too much before I under, before I can even explain it. But it's called the working title of this book is called "How to Live." Now that's very pretentious. Like, what makes me think I know how to live? You know, but but the, I see the title in my mind how to in in lowercase and then live in uppercase, how to live, right? With an exclamation point behind it. And the the thing I'm trying to do in this book that's just barely started is, is essentially to say, you know, life is funny in the sense that, you know, Linda and I are now, we're old, we're in our 70s. But we, in some ways, we feel like we're just now learning really how to live. You know, yeah, we had all those impediments called children. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you know, I mean, you, you just, it takes a long time to figure certain things out and you never figure them all out, but you sort of figure some of them out and you look back and think the way you were thinking and the way you were living and how you were maybe rushing around too much or maybe not prioritizing things properly or whatever. You think back on that and you realize you know more now. And um, I think it was Immanuel Kant who said no one should write a book until they're 80 years old because that's when they really get it figured out. Oh, and so I we're in trouble. So I I just have this in my mind that I want to do this book eventually, but this is not the idea. I'm getting to the idea, oh. but how to live. And I I thought you know rather than just try to write it right now, why don't I do this very intimate group? Try to pull together a small number, forty or fifty people who really are on Marco Polo and who you know I can sort of outline this one chapter at a time and get feedback from them as I'm trying to write. And and here's how I want to divide it up. The title, How to Live. And then there's just five sections. The first one, how to live physically. Because we have learned some things about diet and about exercise, and they're, they're not revolutionary. Other people have discovered them, but we've put them together in maybe a way that's a little bit unique. And as some of you know, I wrote a book called The Half Diet Diet, which I want to bring into it. And um, I think we've had some success with it. And I want to talk about how our physical bodies are, they influence everything else we do, including our thoughts and our spirits. And so I, I want to, you know, have that first section be how to live physically. The second one, how to live mentally. Because, you know, as age comes on and you're trying to keep acute and, and accurate and, and savvy and there's things you can do for your mind and there are things that you can do to um, see things more clearly and to keep your mind active and so on. How to live mentally, right? You with me? I am. Third section, how to live emotionally. And this is where I want to get into the whole idea of serendipity, stewardship, and synergicity. And the <laughs> idea that, you know, we're happy not because we are working and planning. I mean, that's part of it. The W and P formula for this world is work and plan. And that's great. But there are other W's and P's. Wonder and ponder. Wait and perceive, watch, and pray. I want to get into these other W and P phrases that are a deeper kind of emotional living that really connect us and, and make us, I'm going too, too long, sorry. But the fourth section, how to live socially. Because I think we've made a lot of mistakes in our life. We've tried to be too social, to know too many people, to keep up with too many things. And, and we realize now more and more that the number of relationships that really matter is a small number and their family and their close friends and to nurture those relationships and keep them going is, is really how to live, you know? And especially if you have an introvert, you know, which yeah. we do. And we are in some ways. And, um, 
you keep saying that, but I, I don't really get that. <laughs> but anyway, um, it really is interesting that everybody has a different outlook on social. And it's so sad that these teenagers, they have to have this wide berth of people that they're that they're in touch with or that love them or whatever, you know. And and they and they value themselves by how many friends and how many likes they have on social media. Right. You know, and spreading too thin and so on. So anyway, the fourth section, how to live socially. And as you might have guessed, the fifth section, how to live spiritually. Because we live in a world that's moving so far away from the magic from the mysterious from this from the spiritual from the things that are beyond us from the things that are that, that that give us new ways of knowing things that are not by trial and error and they're not by mental learning they're they're spiritual inputs and i have some things to say about that which are so important in this age of ai which is upon us there's so many things that are coming that are scary uh, for our kids as well as for us, but we have to be intact with who we are and with another source besides ourselves in order to survive that. It's going to be a very interesting next generation. So Linda, that's my idea. How to live. Now, again, I know it sounds pretentious and no one knows how to live completely. We're all learning it. But I just think at this point in our lives, I'm in a better place to to sort of comment on how to live than I was even 10 years ago. You know, you're right about that. But I, I my question is, are you going to do this before all the other eight books that you have <laughs> written down that we went through last week that you were going to no, do? Those are, those are ones we're doing together. Well, no, they're two or three together, but most of them came out of your brain. So um, that will be really interesting. <laughs> I, I have to say, I'm just so glad that you have all this stuff in your mind so I can get a few. Because it keeps me too. busy so I don't bother you. Right. So much, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. you have a wonderful mind, honey. It's absolutely incredible. So well, fertile I, and you, something every day pops up to your mind. With the no, new book. But all you listeners should know, I can't write without Linda. We, we, that's why we co-author books. But even if I'm authoring one on my own, I, I don't know if it's any good until I read part of it to Linda. And I know even as I'm reading it, she didn't even have to tell me. I know <laughs> whether it's good or not just by trying to read it to you. And So you, does that make you my muse? Am I your muse and you're my muse? Sure. Okay. Um, and I'm... I'm so happy to encourage you in that, except if you think of something stupid, <laughs> but that is a brilliant idea. So how to live now, uh, before we run out of time, you mentioned the AI piece. We've been thinking a lot about AI lately and we're, we don't, we're not equipped to think about it. We're not near scientific or savvy enough to really even grasp what AI is, but we're, we're thinking about it in, in the sense of how it interacts with faith and how it interacts with authentic intelligence, the authentic intelligence of humans and of God. And um, you might be interested, a couple of articles that have just come out this week. I'm just going to tell you where they are in case you're interested. Go to Wayfair, W-A- Y-F-A-R-E, 
which is a new magazine online that's connected with Faith Matters. Some of you know about the Faith Matters podcast. And uh, there's an article there called Authentic Intelligence Versus Artificial Intelligence that I wrote. And it's actually a shortened version of a longer article that I'd love for you to read if you're interested, which is today on Meridian Magazine. So if you're interested in reading about AI and faith, a strange juxtaposition, either go to Wayfair Magazine online or to Meridian Magazine online. And they're both the, the cover story today in those two places. So there you go. Wow. Um, I I just see, I never cease to be amazed at your mind. I never I mean, cease you, to be amazed at your mind. I mean, this is what I mean. We're focus on what you're doing next week. I, I'm not complaining about you slowing down when you get ideas when I'm driving behind <laughs> you. But um, if you could just learn to put on the speed control, that would be so. I'll nice. do okay. it. I'll do it. Okay, final thought, and then you get the last word because I've talked too much today. But if you are interested in this in this experimental Marco Polo group, that we're going to set up with a limited number of people where I'm going to try to go through this how to live five sections, probably one a month, probably we'll just spend one, one whole month on how to live physically, then another month on how to live mentally and so on. And it'll just be on there when people want to look on Marco Polo. If you're interested in possibly being part of that group, I'm going to give you an email address. And it's going to sound funny because it's the one we use for our grandparenting stuff, but it allows me to keep things separate from other emails. So if you're interested in that, send me a little note and send it to, you ready for this? Ayers Grandparenting 101 at gmail.com. So Ayers, E-Y-R-E-S grandparenting all strung together Iyer's grandparenting 101 that was the name of our class our grandparenting class that we're still doing and then at gmail.com so send me a note we'll get you involved this will be exciting i can't wait to hear what happens and thank you so much for joining us today we hope we've given you something to think about because it's sure given us it's given me something to think about another project I love it. So thanks so much for joining with us and we'll see you next time on Irish Road. Bye-bye.